Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Long Podcast Studio Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Mark Murphy, and I'm here with a lovely human being today that I just absolutely adore. Her name is Hannah. Hannah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Hannah. I, oh my God, I'm sorry, I got nervous. (laughs) You're all good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think that adds character. This is so spicy already. Okay, my name's Hannah. Um, you might know me from TikTok, Hannah P. Curl. If you don't, now you do, and you should follow me. <laughs> um, my, is this the time to tell my favorite album? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my favorite album is Reputation. That's also my favorite era. I feel like that album really changed me as a person, so that's why it's my favorite. Nice. And how long have you been a Swifty? I have been a Swifty. So I've loved Taylor Swift since I, as long as I can remember. Like I have all of her albums, even from like debut. I remember having this little pink MP3 player that was like very small. <laughs> I was going to try to figure out like the size of something about it. Um, and I would listen to our song over and over and over on it. So, but then I think my hardcore Swifty phase began in the Reputation era, but I always really enjoyed her. But then I was like, that's when like the Stan Twitter and everything began. I was like, all right. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I have like very similar stories. Like I like debut Taylor too, but like then Reputation happened. And I think I was more so like aware of social media. Yeah, that just kind of like sucked you into like a tornado of like, I'm going to dedicate my entire personality to this woman. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we love misreputation Taylor Swift, we are here to talk about Taylor Swift's one of her most iconic and one of the biggest fan favorites on the debut album, which is Should Have Said No, which I guess sort of has to do with the reputation era just because of the reputation tour, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, First, we're going to figure out why this song is one of Hannah's favorite songs and kind of discuss like the meaning behind it and just the overall theme and why this is a fan favorite because it, I mean, obviously it's a fan favorite because it's just iconic and it, it, it's a standout on that album. So let's jump right into it. Hannah, why is Should Have Said No one of your favorite Taylor Swift songs? I think like now, years later, it gives me also like reputation vibes it like I mean it was in the tour but even before that I like songs that are like a little bit angry I think Taylor Swift and I are both Sagittarius's and I fully believe like that's why I like some of her like angry music because like that's how it is like Nicki Minaj was also a Sagittarius and I love her songs that are just like telling it how it is and I think that's a Sagittarius train I always think that's really interesting that's so funny. I did not know that Nicki Minaj was Sagittarius, but I think it's so funny to compare Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift as Sagittarius. That's such a, a specific niche. There is a there's a specific audience for that, and it's you. You're the audience. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I totally respect. I mean, like, especially on debut, there aren't very many like angry, aggressive songs either. And up until like Reputation, she didn't really have very many angry, angsty songs either. So it was like trickled throughout the albums. Yeah. Yeah. 
my favorites off the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both. They're, it's it's a, it's an iconic song. So the Sagittarius in you just makes just makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what does this song mean to you? The interpretation really isn't like, you know, this one's not as open to interpretation as a lot of other Taylor Swift songs because it's very explicit about what she's talking about. But I'm yeah. just curious, like, how do you interpret this song or what does it mean to you? How do you connect it to your own life? Um, so it's actually super relatable. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, but like, I think it's like, really powerful to like as a young woman like she was like what 16 when debut dropped 16 right yeah and it's so easy when you're in a situation like that to like go back to the person hypothetically and I think it's like powerful to know your worth and know you're better than that and just be like you should have said no like bye and yeah. I think that's awesome. yeah I I think the night I always mess up this word the naive naivete the being so naive you know yeah. like young and adolescent it does make going back to someone especially so, like high school like mm -hmm. so easy to fall back into like a relationship because you're comfortable with someone and most of the time you don't even know what love is so definitely powerful yeah yeah um to to be able to just be like uh-uh not gonna happen you made the mistake. I think Picture to Burn also kind of has that same energy. <laughs> Picture to Burn and Should Have Said No are the angry Taylor Swift songs. I literally have a playlist that's angry Taylor Swift. That's perfect. I love that for you. You you really are a Sagittarius. That is so funny. <laughs> um, so this one is a little more of a difficult question to answer, in my opinion, just because of the placement like sometimes track placement makes sense and you can listen to three songs in a row and just be like oh this is brilliant this is great and then you look at this one and should have said no being between stay beautiful and mary's song it's like a lot of whiplash so i want to know do you think that this track placement makes sense and um you know does it work well with the two songs that it's sandwiched between yeah, I was looking at that before I called, or you called, or whatever, and I think that is also interesting, because, like, part of me wants to be, like, you should put that next to Picture to Burn, but at the same time, like, I feel like Picture to Burn's at the beginning, so if you start with that, and then you go to Should Have Said No, the rest of the album's gonna be super, super different, so I think it would be really hard to have them next to each other, and I like that they're apart. I don't necessarily know if those two songs that it's sandwiched in between are, like, the best one because it is such whiplash I don't know I think that's interesting I think interesting the, choice. <laughs> yeah interesting choice I I think that what you mentioned about how if it was next to picture to burn the thing that like I keep thinking about I'm sure you've listened to it already like the sour album is how like I listened to brutal and I thought that the entire album was going to be like that and then yeah. it was nothing like that but if I had heard like picture to burn and then should have said no right after I would be like oh, okay so this whole album is going to be angry angsty 15 year old girl kind of thing so them being yeah. separated it gives you like picture to burn gives you a taste of like I can say these things and make this sound and then you get it again and should have said no mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that the, it doesn't really make sense it 
to come before Mary's song, which is the song about, you know, the couple yeah. who friends to lovers kind of thing. So it's a little bit weird. I don't know where I don't feel like I could place it anywhere else. So right, right. Yeah. I mean, you could just put it on the reputation album and call it good. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> so that actually leads me to my next question which is do you think that this song would work on any other album so i do <laughs> you know <laughs> on reputation um, i feel i it just is the angry sagittarius vibe and i i do feel like it could very much go on reputation i also feel like like songs like I Knew You Were Trouble, even better than Revenge, even though that's a little bit of a questionable, <laughs> but I feel like all of those could go on reputation. I wouldn't think twice about them. For sure. Where would you, this is like a little bit of like a, not a question I asked on the form, but like if you were to put this song on reputation, like where would you put it? Like, would it be, I know like the first half of rep is like the more angry, aggressive songs. And the second half is more like I am in love and happy. So what would you, what, where would you put it between if you had to? Yeah. Let me think for just a second. That's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Hot seat question. <laughs> I definitely feel like it should be up towards the front by like ready for it. And I did something bad or a little farther down next to look what you made me do. Okay. Next to any of those songs, I think would be deadly. Yeah, I think they would all they would all blend together really well too. Especially like if you had put it next to like "Look What You Made Me Do," the the concepts are very similar because she does talk about you know like the all of the scandals there, and I'm yeah. cheating is a scandal. So there is go off Taylor Swift. Um, before we get into the next question, which is the talk about like your favorite lyric or whatnot. I want to know you, what your what your thoughts are on while we're here in Reputation era. What your thoughts on the Bad Blood should have said no rep tour mashup is, and what just your whole like how yeah, just give me your your feels. So, as I've mentioned, I love a good angry Taylor Swift song. Unpopular, but I love Bad Blood too. And so when I was, I actually went to the rep tour. I went to Chicago night one, and when um those two songs were together. Like I just, it felt, it's so right. And even though they're years apart and like eras apart, like they blended together so well. And I, I loved it. I still listen to it all the time. I'll like pull up Netflix, skip to it, listen to, I love, I think that's, so that's actually one of the reasons I was so like, I'll totally do this for the podcast. Cause I am obsessed with that. That's, I, I love that. How like, I don't know before, cause I don't know how early Chicago was in like the rep tour shows, but did you like know that she was doing, did you, had you looked at the set list before your concert? No, I actually never do that before a concert. Cause I feel like it ruins it. Oh yeah. And so I try so hard to stay off of social media before I go to concerts and stuff. That makes sense. I think especially with Taylor Swift in concerts because of that surprise song that she puts in there, because I, I went to, Pasadena night one I think and that was right after she had performed all too well at her first show and I was like oh my god she's gonna perform all too well and then she gets there and she's like actually we're at the Rose Bowl so we're gonna play red because roses are red and I was like girl <laughs> good thought process Taylor Swift mine was 
our song and i loved it i love that song too that's a cute song that hey look debut we're, we're see we just keep tracking back reputation to debut it's almost yeah. the same thing now yeah it's <laughs> kind of wild how many similarities there actually are though <laughs> from yeehaw to like you know hardcore rocker taylor swift yeah <laughs> Um, I love that. I love, I love that you, you, I could not like avoid looking at a set list. I would need to know what I'm in store for. It definitely spoils it a little bit, but like, I would be so worried about going to like a concert and like expecting to hear a song and then not getting to hear a song. Like I would be like, like devastated. Like, yeah. 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 I've actually, I feel like I've definitely had that. Gosh, I can't, let me think. I know I've had that. Yeah. So I went when I went and saw Ross Lynch and R5 the first time. They didn't sing Here Comes Forever. And anytime I've seen them, they never have. And that's my favorite song that they're of theirs. It was like my first favorite song that they ever did. So it's like super special. And I've never heard them play it. And it is like I'm always like, eh, eh. <laughs> but yeah. You got to send them an email, send them like a MySpace message and ask them like, hey, can you play this song next time? It's so old and like so not their style, but it was just, I love that song so much. And like, it's such a pivotal point in my life that it's so important. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so, it's so, cause like I was thinking about Loverfest and how the name of it was like Taylor Swift and Friends. And I 100% know that she would not play It's Nice to Have a Friend at a concert. Like it's just realistically, it probably wouldn't happen. Unless she like did like a, a a heavy rap remix or something and like featured Ed Sheeran, but I just don't I don't picture that song being played at a concert. But like, I, like like I I would hate to go to Taylor Swift and Friends and that song not be on the set list. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like that one would be really hard to play at a concert. Yeah, I don't think it would ever happen unless she brought out like a choir of school kids. So I don't know. Poor Taylor Swift. Anyway. Rounding back to the topic of the podcast, which is should have said no. Tell me, what is your all-time favorite lyric from this song? All right. I saved this so I could read it. I like <laughs> I like towards the end when she's like, like, I'm not gonna sing it, but I'm just gonna say it, but you can like imagine it being sung. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like before you go, tell me this, was it worth it? Was she worth it? And the way she sings it, I think is really powerful because it's just like, I I love the way she sings that. It's such a, a kiss-offy thing because like really, like the, the was it worth it? Like being the action and then making it about the girl too. And the fact that he was very obviously with someone else. It's like, yeah. yikes, bro, you really screwed over the wrong girl. Yes. Yeah. So that's a, that's a solid lyric. I was expecting like the whole like first verse or every lyric in the entire song actually. That's how I was feeling, but then like I was singing it in my head, and I just like I think that part of the song is really powerful. Definitely is. It definitely is. Um. So this brings me to our final question. Um. What would you rate this song on a scale from one to thirteen? I have like two answers. Okay. For the first album. I would rate it like a 13. I love it. But from her whole discography, I think it would be like an 11 or 10. Okay. 10. Because I think it's so strong on that album and obviously so iconic. But I think that obviously 
there were on what album now? 10? Yeah. 10, 11, no. 27. So many. But it is so, wait, what was I totally just saying? <laughs> that you would give it a 13 oh, as a solo yeah. piece? Right. But she's obviously like grown in her music. So I feel like giving it a 10 on the whole discography is fair. But I feel like giving it a 10 doesn't, without saying that it's a 13 for a debut, it doesn't like, you know, give it its justice. I get you. I get you. And I yeah. love that you you brought those two comparisons in because whenever I ask this question, someone's always like, oh, it's like an 11 or it's like a 10 because I compare it to the rest of her discography. And I love that you picked the two things apart because should have said no as a standalone work, 13. Should have said no compared to like getaway car or champagne problems or stuff. Like obviously not the same level, but she's also so much older when she wrote those. So I get you. Um, so that leads me to one, my final, final question, which is of her entire discography, what one or two songs would you give a 13? Oh, <laughs> hot seat question. question. Um, my first one, I would definitely go with August. I think that song is so beautiful and also relatable. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, also, I want to. I know you just mentioned this, but "Getaway Car." I I love that song. Or "Don't Blame Me." That one. Okay, that's three. I'll do those three. Don't blame me. It all works. I, especially, I will watch that Reputation tour over and over. The live version of that, life changing. I agree. I agree. The, the, all of those are just great choices. I think Getaway Car and August have, I can't explain it, but like they're top tier songs, like in every sense. Absolutely. Every sense. And it's probably the driving. It's just the driving aspect of it, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but those were all of my questions. And I think, I think those are, you've given lots of great answers and very detailed responses. We learned, I learned a lot today. I found out that Nicki Minaj is a Sagittarius and, um, I, wait, what? She raps about it. I think she says Sagittarius. So, you know, I'm an optimist. <laughs> so true, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, I, I love that. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share, say, speak into the world? The floor is yours if you'd like it, Sagittarius. Um, well, Taylor Swift, if you're listening to this, hey, love you. <laughs> That's so funny. I, if Taylor Swift is listening to this, I hope she only hears that one part. That's perfect. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I, <laughs> to invite me to her house that would be cool uh, secret session hannah here we go <laughs> i want to go to the same one as dylan though <laughs> oh it's just us actually just us yes <laughs> i love that um okay well that's the that's the end of this episode where we uh sh where we talked about should have said no and it was an enjoyable experience I adore you, Hannah. Thank you very much for doing this and wanting to do this. Um, thank you everyone who tuned in because obviously you're never obligated to. So if you listen to this far, then um, I just adore you and I hope you're having a great day. Um, 
I'll see you next time when we talk about another song on Taylor Swift's debut album, which is Mary's Song. Oh, my, my, my. (laughs) Have a beautiful rest of your day. Stay safe, drink water, wash your hands. Adios.